motherfucker, huh? It's been a long time, Gina. You remember that special night we had? Remember when you took my virginity? You're sexy. You're still tight as ever. I'm gonna fucking pound you so hard. What the? That shit ain't fucking right, dude. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is our Friday the 13th bonus episode. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your co-hoster, who also has perfect nipple placement, Colin. You're not wrong, Brandon. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. And this is Friday the 13th. As always, from JoeBall.com, Arrow in the Head, we have joining us movie star and producer extraordinaire, James Oster. Am I that? Am I all those things? I don't know, man. To us. I, I, to I'm us. Just, oh, yeah. I think I think you're the only ones. Um, no, thank you. Thank, I, I was looking forward to this, and when I got the message, I was like, oh, yeah, Friday the 13th is coming up. Darn, I have to watch one of my favorite franchise movies again yeah so, i love these mo- i love these movies every single one of them oh yeah even jason takes manhattan which is terrible oh i kind of love it well we'll tackle that one when we get there today we're here to discuss the 2009 platinum dunes remake reboot retelling reimagining random sequel but uh first of all here i want to bring on a special guest we have for this episode uh, you may know him as little kevin on it's always sunny in philadelphia and he also starred on all three ncis shows as different characters but he's here today because he played donnie the man who jason received his mask from in 2009's friday the 13th it's kyle davis you like that bitch? You know you do. Hey, what's up, fellas? How are you doing, Kyle? Oh, just delightful. Just uh, hanging out with the kid, talking to you guys. Not in a, in a barn, smoking a J. Hang out <laughs> well, I, I, as soon as she goes to sleep, I will get the vape pen out and start doing that. I've I've upgraded now. I was a farmer in there, and now I've upgraded <laughs> to a vape pen. You know? <laughs> are you still? Be, but you still have the Hustler magazine to to lick, right? Oh, of course. Oh, well, very good. He's, it's cool. a more it's a more recent issue though. Oh yeah. yeah. That that well, the one I use the page is a little bit uh, all wrinkled up from all the saliva on there, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's good to. I still have that mannequin as well too. Oh, uh, she's, she's fantastic. That hole's been re- that hole's been repaired many a times. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, uh, oh my gosh. So, speaking of, so um. Let's just go right into Friday the 13th here. Uh, how did you get involved? Was it an audition process? Did someone hey say, hey, Kyle, be good for this? Because I know like you know, with Jason, Derek Mears, they were kind of just after him from the get-go. Were, were you for your little part? Originally, I I had uh, done that the remake of that movie, The Hitcher. And that was just like, I had, originally I was only supposed to have like one line in there. And at the very end, they were like, hey, we think you're funny. Just go ahead and improv a bunch. And... Instead of one line, the scene turned into like five minutes. They just said, do whatever. And then Michael Bay ended up loving it. And I remember I went to the rap party and uh, Michael Bay, like I walk into the rap party and Michael's all, 
Kyle. And I was like, holy shit, is he talking to me? This is so crazy. <laughs> so I walked over and I ended up hanging out with Michael the whole night. And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I saw your shit. And I told him they have to keep that in the whole entire movie because it's the best thing in there. I was like, oh, thanks, dude. That's awesome. Um, and then when Friday the 13th came around, Brad Fuller, who's one of the producers over at Platinum Dunes, he, he like loved me for, for the part. But he's like, he's all, hey, man, the studios, I already love you. We want you. But they need you just come in and audition for it anyway. I was like, really, man? He's like, yeah, sorry. And it was only, <laughs> once again, it was only like a few lines I came in, read it. I was kind of angry. I even had to come in and do it. I read for it really quick. And then Brad called me. I was like, hey, man, you got the part. I was like, oh, sweet. So originally how we, we went and shot it up in Austin and um, we, the, we shot the scene and originally I had got my head cut off completely mm-hmm. yeah. by Jason. Oh, wow. And so long story short, they did that and uh, I left and then like, a few months later, Brad calls me. He's like, hey, Kyle. He's like, we got to reshoot the whole entire thing. We did like a test screening for the audience, and it just didn't go over well. It looked kind of cheesy with your head being cut off. So instead, we're just going to slice your throat, which was fine because then we we came back, and we, all that a lot of that stuff that you saw in there, that was all improv. I just did that. Yeah, I was going to ask you that like the lines oh, really? feel like uh, the lines feel just natural coming out of you. They just feel real and not they don't yeah. feel scripted at all. Yeah, like the whole scene with the mannequin and stuff. Obviously, I was just like making up random shit. Uh, some of the <laughs> stuff in there, like Beaver Bear. I don't, I can't remember if they gave that, if they told me to say that or not. But yeah, originally I was just supposed to say a few things and then get my head cut off and then move on from there. But luckily Brad Fuller was there and he was like, dude, just fucking do your thing, man. We love you. So Just I burn film. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So that, that was fun. And Jason, <laughs> obvi- uh, Derek Mears is a sweetheart as everybody always asks it's usually like the big creepy people you're like oh they're gonna be crazy but they're always the nicest human beings well he comes from a comedic background too he was big into improv comedy yeah so he, he like... has like uh he does some Im- improv i've actually never seen it but a friend of mine was like you gotta go check it out it's like some like stunt thing where they do all kinds of stuff in there heard it was pretty cool yeah, so... he still does it correct like just a local i think in a hollywood and around hollywood i believe occasionally oh, yeah. I, I don't know yeah, I know he's he's friends with the Lonely Island guys. Like he's very involved. I mean, they don't work together exclusively, but they have before. Like he appeared in right. like Pop Star and I think one of their two of their videos. Oh, nice, very cool. But enough about that Mirrors guy. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 what a loser. They have the scene on the on the Blu-ray of you getting your head cut off, and I thought I like that. It's kind of cool because you cut your head off while you're wearing the hockey mask. Right. So yeah, yeah. I like that, and you're also blowing smoke while wearing the hockey mask, which I think is kind of fun, right. cool aspect. Yeah, they they <laughs> kind of took that all out. I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but um, I remember I had to get that life cast for that thing for the head, and God, that was a fucking nightmare. I went in there, and I'm already claustrophobic as is, and they they even asked me like, "Are you claustrophobic?" I was like, "Oh yes, very, very," and they were like, <laughs> "Okay." Uh, well, they're like, oh, it's no worse than getting a facial. I was like, oh, I've never gotten one of those. Like, all right, let's give it a go. <laughs> so they start fucking putting this stuff all on my face. And in the thing, they're like, oh, yeah, you have to have your mouth open. So you, my mouth is open the whole time. So all this stuff is in my mouth. I can only breathe through like one nostril. And I'm already like freaking out. And I'm just like, all right, just keep letting it go. Let it go. And then after they do this putty stuff on your face, they have to put it, wrap it in this plaster. And as soon as they did that, it started getting really heavy on my head. And all of a sudden, my ears started, like, ringing. And then I just, I lost it and freaked out. And it was like, I couldn't talk. But all I could do was scream. So they they had to, like, rip, cut the whole thing off and rip it off my face. 
And since I had to do it so fast, I had these huge bruises all over my face, and it ripped out my facial hair, all kinds of stuff. Oh, Oh my so, god. So uh, needless to say I'm never getting a fucking life cast done again ever. <laughs> oh my god. So you were in a waking time, nightmare. Basically. Oh my god. I was. And if they wanted to, all they could just leave it on there and I would just die because I would just suffocate. Oh, wow. They should put that in a movie somehow. Jason just makes a life cast of someone. Well, yeah, they could just be, we can just call it the, the makeup artist. And it's like this makeup artist, it's all nice. And then she does a life cast and then just fucking suffocates you. Man, there seems to be one to two accidents on every set of every movie she works on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably stop hiring her, but her work is great. What are you going to do? She's yeah, really yeah. talented. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Aside from Jason, what you only interacted with uh, Jared Padalecki was the only other character that yes, that was, um, from the Supernatural. Yeah, I guess. Like I, I really haven't seen the movie in a long time. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> he can, he um, comes, yeah, he I comes guess. and tells you, he, you, you tell him off, or you try to sell him some pot, oh, he's basically, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he comes looking yeah, for he, his sister. And he wants nothing to do with your pot. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> what a bummer, man! I forgot. About I know that. it was rude. He's kind of polite <laughs> about it. He's like, well, you know, not now, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, the one, the one line that they wanted me to say, it, it's kind of cheese ball, but they kept in there, but. They wanted it. It was the thing called like a mu- what did I say a mummy fart or something like that or I yeah what I, said in there. <laughs> I think so. But, uh, <laughs> and I'll start. I'll hit the start button on the whoop ass machine. They wrote all that stuff. You mean yeah, that poetry that, was... that you got to speak? Someone's like, you will that... spew my gold upon this film. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I said, okay, whatever, whatever works for you guys. But uh, yeah, that was fun. Jared is another super nice human being. We all did uh, the whole the whole cast actually, because even though I didn't interact with them on set, we all stayed at the same hotel at the Four Seasons, so we did a little bit of partying here and there. So that was a uh, fun times. Austin is a great city to party in, as everybody knows if you've been there. And then Arlen, who was in there, you know the token the token black guy mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Me and Arlen were also in Into the Storm together. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, so. I see him a lot from time to time because from auditions and stuff like that. He's another nice fella. Were there a lot and, of uh, a similar uh, crew from the Hitcher to Friday the 13th? Since it's a Platinum <laughs> Dunes production, do they carry a lot of that? Do you see any similar technical people? You there? know, I don't even remember, honestly. This is a long time right. ago. Now. <laughs> almost time 10 years, ago. yeah. Well, when you I filmed it, it had been 10 years by. ago, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, yeah, we shot... we. Did we? Did it come out in 2008 or 2009? But you probably what, shot it and. Yeah, yeah, we filmed. We filmed in 2008. I actually have this cool shirt they gave to all the crew people and the actors. Is, it's uh, this like T-shirt and it says Camp Crystal Lake 2008. It's pretty awesome. That's cool. They Maybe gave some good see. swag for that movie too. I got a when we covered the movie because I did the junket for this. They gave us like a, a like a really cool hockey mask oh, for really? short people. Yeah, no, it's very small. Because it doesn't fit quite on my face. It fit on my kids back in the day. So that was cool. But <laughs> it's awesome. a nice mask, though. It's really well made. Do you still got it? Oh, yeah. I got it. It's rad. Wait, you should just send it to all the cast and have them sign it. Oh, I know, right? That would be very cool. I love that That's, mask. I didn't even go on the press junket for, for that because originally, like I said, my part was so small. And then it mm-hmm. became bigger. So I never even went on the press junket on the thing. But, but, uh, oh, you should have. That would have been awesome. Are you a fan of the series much at all? <laughs> you guys are gonna hate me. I actually no. don't even. I I don't even watch like horror movies. Ever. Gotcha. No, I'm, fair I'm enough. Very, I mean, I'm very, 
I'm actually scared of those things. So I, I don't <laughs> tend to watch them. I'm terrified of clowns. And uh, my brother back in the day from Poltergeist, when the clown would go into the bed, I always freaked out about that part. And my mom had this <laughs> little tiny clown doll with bells on it. And my brother would come in my room super late at night and jingle the doll. And I'd fucking shoot awake and be like, oh, my God, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and then no, wait, I remember when you... I saw the original miniseries, It, and the clown comes out of the, the uh, gutter or whatever, and that freaked me out. I was going to say, did you go see the new one? I haven't. I haven't. Obviously, as um, you know, when you have a kid, it's pretty much impossible to do anything. Oh, yeah, especially <laughs> the first couple of years, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I do want to see it, though. I heard it was really good, and uh, the one guy who played the clown guy is incredible so yeah go check it out it's weird have now for you as a you know as a non-horror fan <clears throat> friday the 13th is such a big deal in the horror world do you get people re recognizing you do you get people like saying lines to you from the the movie you know, it's funny. I've only been recognized from Friday 13th a few times. And I remember one time randomly I was at a, before they all went bankrupt, uh, I was at a radio shack, like buying like a, a cord or something. And some dude was staring at me. And, and I always, the only part I, out of, I've done so many TV shows and movies, the only part I ever get recognized for is always sunny in Philadelphia. So as soon as somebody's staring at me and looking at me a little bit, I'm like, okay, they recognize me from always sunny. And the guy's like, dude, are you an actor? I was like, yeah, man, always sunny. And he's like, he's like, no, 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 Friday the 13th, right? I was like, what? Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, I fucking loved you, man. You're such a good weed farmer, man. I was like, cool, bro. Well, you know what's funny? You're, Jimmy, you were mentioning people shouting lines. Like, think of all Kyle's lines in that movie. I don't know if anyone's going to yell at him in public. <laughs> or, well, you never know with fandom. They might yell whatever. But you're like, you like that lick, bitch? Like, oh. <laughs> Whoa, dude! I'm trying to cash a check here, man. Like, yeah, uh, dude. Uh, we're in a, we're in a church, buddy. Let's keep it clean. Um, yeah, that, that would be, be kind of funny, funny, though. That'd be awesome, especially during the I, we, sermon. We got to yeah. get people to do that some more. That'd be fantastic. Because all, all what they all they yell right now is my lines from Always oh, Sunny is like, "You're more mixed up than a milkshake, baby." And I'm like, "Okay, good job, guys." <laughs> But, yeah, uh, what, did you, what do you react? How do you react to that when people say lines? Do you like, oh yeah, that's awesome? I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm always super nice to my fans because obviously if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. But uh, yeah. yeah, just I'm always like, oh, yeah, cool, thanks, man, I appreciate it. But uh, I, I was telling Jimmy this not too long ago. There's like a, there's like a gif. Is that we call them gifs or gifs or memes or whatever? I've heard them all sorts of. So, yeah, yes. so some these, this person like. I've seen this thing now thousands of times. It's me when I'm eating popcorn and always sunny, like doing this crazy hysterical laugh. And people always like send that to me or put it on post or whatever. Like it's the first time I've ever seen it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's, 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 I guess it's funny, but uh, it's not funny after like the 10,000th time I've seen things. But you know, whatever works for you guys, keep it up. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brandon sent that gift to me today. Yep. I said, remember oh. tonight at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh good you're one of them yes of them. i'll fair. send it to you if you want to see it <laughs> oh dude, yeah, For the, yeah. yeah. you you won't now. believe what it's like the yeah. 900th time it's it changes it goes <laughs> it, it comes back around comes back yeah. around <laughs> yes yes it's been, yeah but we need to start getting people to say the uh the other lines uh from all the from all the friday the 13th that'd be fantastic there you go i and think so too you gave you gave jason his mask in one of them that's a that's a pivotal thing that's, that's what a lot of people when they always say it they're like dude you fucking like you're the guy who created jason you gave him a mask and mm -hmm. i was like 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude. I guess that is pretty cool. I mean, Larry I Zerner's been making thing. a living off that. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, the guy, <laughs> oh, he, oh yeah, <laughs> he's the character that Jason originally got the mask from in in the. Uh, he was it was oh, in wow. part three. Mm-hmm. He got yeah. the hockey mask, and that was the guy he got it from. And that guy's been just oh. making the rounds. And I yeah. got Jason's mask. Fuck! I gotta start making the rounds, man. Yeah. You're, I will. The irony is, he's now an attorney. He dropped out of acting. He's an attorney, but. He's really into the, you know, he does a lot of the conventions, and he's always very good with his fans. I've noticed he's he's right. a, he's played Shelley. The he kind of st- was one of the, you know, the jokey doofus guy that everyone hated, and but he looked like a teenage kind of... Gabe Kaplan. If you know that yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that someone gave Jason the the mask that wasn't so annoying. Shelley infuriates me but you were awesome even in the two <laughs> so, brief so, scenes that you so had so fill me in a little bit because i don't think i've ever seen it so what how does how does the mask get introduced to him shelly all he does is he likes to scare people they go on a they mm. go on a trip to the the barn that you're in 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 this movie is a homage to the barn from the third movie and this guy which is just, 3d by yeah the way. which is eight, in 3d eight, eight, 80s 3d so it's even zanier yeah, so this guy right. has all these props and things that these teenagers are going to this on this weekend to Crystal Lake, and he just pops out scaring them. And in one event, he jumps out of the lake in a wetsuit and a hockey mask to scare a girl, and then he, he walks away, Jason kills him, and then he walks out to the same lake where the girl's at with the hockey mask on, and she thinks it's him, and he shoots her in the eye with a harpoon gun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. <laughs> Well, they, 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 didn't they shoot somebody in the harpoon in, in the in the remake too? Oh, oh there's an arrow. arrow. He got an arrow. <laughs> an arrow. Arrow, arrow in, in the head. head. By the way, which is a web plug. Yeah. Thank you very <laughs> much. Hey, see, you're Woo-hoo! welcome. I, I worked that in for you totally by accident. There's yeah. too well, much you're, synergy you're... happening. <laughs> I owe you money, man. I owe you. I oh, owe you for that one. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. You can buy me a beer sometime. Oh yeah, yeah I owe you one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, that, and uh, Ryan Hansen, who's also in that movie, he's he's a buddy of mine as well. Just oh, he's fun. I really like him stuff. in that too. Yeah, he's he's a fun he's a fun guy. Love that. It's funny that you aren't a horror guy because you're really good at it. Because I want to bring up a little bit. I know it's not Friday Thirteenth, but I'm a huge uh, American Horror Story fan, and oh, yeah. you were in probably one of the scariest, creepiest episodes that the series has ever had. And then, now, how did you get involved with that? Cause that that was that's a terrifying episode. Yeah, that was a fun thing, and the sad part was was they cut out so much stuff. I wish I could have seen all the stuff that they took out on the cutting room floor. There was like another like three or four minutes of stuff. But uh, yeah, I just did an audition for it. I remember and uh, got the part, and yeah, it was simple, just like that. I, Cause they they didn't know the show was gonna be huge back then. That was only the second episode of the first season. So they had no yeah. idea what was going to really go on. And they, I had no idea that I was going to be coming back in future episodes as a ghost to do anything. I don't think they did either. So they would just put me in here and there. Because originally I was in like, I think six or something, seven episodes. But then they would cut out the part because it was so small of me appearing as a ghost. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, that was a fun thing to do. And uh, <clears throat> I get recognized for that every once in a while, more than Friday the 13th. Because wow. that show is now like a 
become like a, a cult classic. Yeah, so that was fun. I, I enjoy playing a villain. What's the appeal to playing a bad guy? Because you don't get to do it in real life. So when you get to do it as an actor, it's it's more fun because you can get into the ca- the character and just do whatever the fuck you want to do and pretend like this is what would, might would happen in real life because you never actually get to do it in real life unless you're a real ser- serial killer, which I'm not that I know of. Um, <laughs> I just play one on TV. That's uh... lock, your, lock your fucking doors, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I just I love playing those villains because I play that like in the in that show Dexter. I played another like kind of creepy serial killer. Yeah, another guy. horror thing then. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I've been in quite a few horror movies because then the, another movie that me and my friend that was a passion project called Last Lovecraft Relic of Cthulhu, which has now become a cult classic film. It's basically it's it's a comedy and it's awesome. I don't play a villain in that, but I I guess that and then I also did a movie a few years ago called uh, Skinwalker Ranch. It's it's actually a really good flick. Well, it's um, based kind of it's it's based on a, on true events that have happened. It's uh yeah, basically it's, like it's Native American Native Americans believe in things that like shapeshifters and things like that. So this movie is yeah, kind of it, like it, based on true events like that. It is technically it's a found footage, but it's it's definitely don't don't let that scare you away. It's actually a good a really good flick, what really well done. And yeah, it's on was... Prime Video. You can rent it for two ninety nine. By the way, is it? <laughs> yeah, awesome. Go check it out. I didn't even know where you yeah. get it from. Yeah. Um, what uh, I think I've done some another horror thing, but I can't remember. Oh yeah, I just did a. It was like a thriller thing called Shortwave. I did that like a year or two ago. I guess uh, conventions. Here I come. That's what's yeah. going yeah. under your belt. Absolutely. <laughs> Bring it on, man. <laughs> You've got the Friday the Thirteenth cred. You're like right in. Like anyway, you're. They're gonna pull the ten-year well, uh, yeah. uh, reunion at a convention. <laughs> I, was, I got some agents not that long ago for like horror conventions, but I've never heard anything from. Them. I should give them a shout out on online right now so they can uh, get me to some conventions. <laughs> yep. If I can remember their name. Yeah, you know what? Get back to me, man. I, I, I'm going to help you out with that one. <laughs> Wait, there you go. You don't uh, know the lines now, but if you start going to the conventions, you will know the lines because everyone will say them to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Day. That's fine. I'm down with it. Hey, man, as uh, long as I get to make some fans happy and uh, I get to late, make a little scratch myself, I'm all, I'm all good. You know what would be right, great? You- if... The fans had you sign the issue of Hustler that you're looking at in Friday the 13th. <laughs> that's what they kept bringing you to sign with that part open. That would right? be fantastic. Have you signed I, I the crotch? That, there you go. I wonder yeah, I wonder if that's a real magazine that's in the movie that uh, that I was doing or if that was a mock-up that they made. I can't remember, actually. That's a good question. I, I, it looked real. It yeah, looked it looked real. real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, it might have been, been a mock-up because I don't know if they actually – did it Did it actually say Hustler? Yeah, it said Hustler. I mean, yeah. Hustler's not going to care. Yeah. That's that's free promotion for them. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. they maybe they maybe maybe it was. I, I got to ask – I should ask Brad about that because I don't remember. And yeah. I think it's accurate to the character, not just that you're looking at pornography, but that you're looking at Hustler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If you're looking at like, like a Hustler kind of guy. Yeah, if you look <laughs> yeah, at the playboy, I, I, you're like, shut yeah. up. Yeah, definitely read. more of a hustler because Playboy's like soft core, soft core stuff. Like hustlers, you know, Larry Flint is fucking nut, nutso anyway. So you know they're showing full beaver and everything. So. Be funny if you on the TV version you're looking at a Maxim. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I've been. Is there? So when they show it on TV, do, do they like cut all my stuff? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't te- typically watch gotcha. when they go to the TV, but uh, they, they're definitely I, not going to show that. that. <laughs> 
Yeah, obviously. yeah, that's a really good question. I don't, I don't actually know. I don't think I've ever watched it like on Sci-Fi. I'm, I'm assuming it's on like every Friday the Thirteenth somewhere. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that just because I get some residuals. You get the checks. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I know they show it a lot on the Friday the Thirteenth, but I've never actually seen it. I guess I should look for it. I, well, I was gonna say maybe you could uh, next time it's on uh, Friday the Thirteenth, you gotta have a um, like a party and have everyone over. Do you like to watch your stuff? Do you like to watch your movies, or do, do you like? No, I can't. I can't do it. Um, well, it depends on if um if I think I did a good job. And like a lot, I get embarrassed very easily, so I tend to when I watch myself just go, "Oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, it's so <laughs> awful." That's, I, I, I mean, I, I have a feeling a lot of actors are like that, but I'm one of those guys who gets embarrassed watching TV at home by myself. When somebody does something stupid on the screen, I'm like, oh, my God. I have to, like, close my eyes. I can't even watch it. So, <laughs> so And then so imagine when I'm watching myself. But there, there's, like, if I see a, a couple things that I'm like, oh, I was pretty good in that, then it's okay. But that's very rare. Most of the stuff, I'm just like, God damn it. That's stupid. Do you have, like, a favorite performance, one that you're like, ah, that, that I knew <clears> that, that. That was just perfect. I just have to rack my brain about that. Because I think I you're always great. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Bless your little heart. Uh, I really don't know, honestly. I, I, I'd, uh, I'd have to like go and rewatch a lot of my stuff, which that's not going to happen. So uh, the answer is I have no idea. <laughs> You've done a lot of stuff, so I'm sure like after a while, it all kind of blends together. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now, so it blends together quite a bit. Now, you know what? You you also did one of the, and I know this is as far as Friday, from Friday the 13th as possible, but... You had a show that I really enjoyed that uh, my wife was a fan of, but enlisted. <laughs> oh, and wow. I, I still, yeah, I, I really, I mean, do you like doing serious television? Is that something that appeals to you, or, or did that, does it get tiring playing the same role over and over? No, I would fuck. I would welcome. I, I'm one of those guys who I love doing TV shows because I want a TV show where it turns into more like a regular job. So I have kind of a nine to five job, but I make a lot of money. And I want to be able For to sure. do that because on a TV show, you work five days a week, if that, sometimes only four. And then you get off the mm. weekends, and it's a it's a, it turns into like a regular job, but it's fun, and you get to do all kinds of cool acting, and and uh, you you basically create like a family on set there with all the people. I so I I love doing that. That's one of my goals. Unfortunately, every time I get a TV show, they get canceled after the pilot or after the first <laughs> season, so mm -hmm. I can't can't catch a break with that. But but yeah, let's hope uh, another series regular comes along very soon because that would be that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's what like I would like that. That's what like like David David Heckner talks about a lot. It's like oh, I just want a sitcom nine to five. That's that's my dream. See, which yeah, I'm I get you, that. I, I have a feeling a lot of actors are in that same boat. Just because uh, first off, I. I hate i'm not i don't like flying at all mm -hmm. so oh, i'm very I'm terrified of terrified of flying so when i and most of the jobs i do they're, they're always in like another state so i have to fly and that if i had a series regular and a show shot here i would never have to travel so that'd be mm -hmm. fantastic and when especially when you have a kid at home it's a lot easier and doing that stuff i mean i still love doing movies but uh i wouldn't mind doing a sitcom i don't i've never actually i've Every time I've been a series regular, it's always been on a uh, like a serious like a drama show. Cause I guess I guess the enlisted was more of like comedy slash realness. I don't know. I don't know how you'd call that. I guess it was basically a comedy because it was half hour. I think it was half hour. Fuck, I don't even remember. I spoke too I, much. Yeah, weed. it was, it was like half hour. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of was like that. It kind of had the office type of. It was that kind of feel. I think a little bit like 
just you know a little uh, smarter than your average the 80s sitcoms with the so it's not like traditional multi-camera and... studio sitcom stuff yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Speak, i actually have a i'm going in for an audition tomorrow for some netflix show called the ranch or something like that oh, oh yeah that. okay mm-hmm. i know i know ash and kutcher's in it or something but uh i'm going in for that for that tomorrow so we'll see how that goes as some oh, nice. as some fucking like i think it's some like redneck dude Guess I'm getting typecast. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as the checks come in, that, that's that helps. Yeah, yeah, they do help. Although Netflix doesn't fucking pay a goddamn thing. They Calling don't. Out Netflix, you need to oh get my on God. the ball. Yeah, they. Uh, SAG needs to get on the ball too, man. I, I'm just like uh, bashing everybody right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I, I did a Netflix thing, and they classified it as like some uh, low budget thing like that, which I had no idea you could even do. And so I did a fucking small guest star part on this show, American Vandal, that was on there. Yeah. And uh, I got paid $350. Oh. Oh, my God. For a one-day guest star. And normally, if you do a one-day guest star on, like, a network television show, you get paid, like, for one day, it's, like, 2000 or $2,500. And if you do, like, a two-day guest star, like, a weekly thing, it's, like, $8,000. So they're, they're paying nothing. Wow. But they're ridiculous. they're shelling it out oh for other things though. But no, that's what yeah. they're basically they're they're like a billion dollars in debt because they just keep handing out money to all these people, mm-hmm. like these comedian guys, which is great for them. They like they gave Ricky Gervais like forty million dollars. They gave David Chappelle fifty million dollars for doing specials, which are hilarious. But uh, they're only giving money to like the big people, all the other people. They're just like, oh yeah, we'll just fucking give them the crumbs. Yeah, well, I mean, wow. they they're also spending on like movies like Bright, and then they bought that Cloverfield movie oh, where yeah. where Paramount <laughs> felt comfortable, like, oh okay, sure, take it. <laughs> we, we weren't going to release it, but if you're dumb enough to take yeah. it, sure. I know. Well, that's I don't even I don't even know how Netflix makes its money, like, because I, I guess I need mean, have to pay for a subscription, but it's not that much money. I don't I don't understand. How many people do they have globally paying per month that it. Mm-hmm. Equals that, or I guess I don't know. Let's see. We got to find out those answers. But they Come keep, on, you know. I think by the end of this decade or early into the next one, if they're still around, I mean their subscription's going to be twenty bucks a month. They're slowly right twenty to thirty, so their subscriptions are going to go up. I would yeah. think so, because what like HBO? If you have to get that, I don't even have HBO, so. Yeah. But what is that like? An extra like twenty dollars a month? That's like, or something? Yeah, it's, I think it's like fourteen ninety nine or something like that. Right. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because there's so much like talk right now. I know Steven Spielberg recently mentioned how he don't he doesn't believe that Netflix movies should be up for Academy Awards. He's more like Emmy type of stuff. So yeah. it's, it, we're tr- it's weird because we're finding the balance of what is theatrical and what should be on TV. Right. Well, you know, nowadays, like there's so the quality of TV shows are so good that it's like a lot of people don't even go to movies anymore mm-hmm. because they're basically mm-hmm. watching a movie right in front of them and the quality yeah. is sometimes even better than the movie that you go and pay $20 to go see at the theater. Yeah, and you can wait till, you know, two literally like 2 months nowadays almost, 2-3 months, you can buy the movie. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying well like done. things things are changing yeah. so rapidly. That's why it's like that's why like SAG has really dropped the ball on negotiating contracts for for actors because they're just basically like saying, oh, yeah, just you guys, you either take this deal or whatever. We'll just hire non-union people who don't give a shit. And so wow. SAG is like, okay, oh, yeah, we'll go ahead and sign that. And then it just gives us an awful contract. I mean, allows them to do what they did to me, giving me $350 for a fucking 
one day guest star, which is ridiculous. You can't even make that's money off that after agents and managers. I mean, that's, I only did it because I, I was like, man, I need to make money for my insurance. Yeah. So, yeah. so thing, things are just getting out of hand right now. And SAG needs to do something about it because otherwise all, all those huge production companies, even like Amazon, Yahoo, that started their own uh, film companies and TV things, they're just, they're like raking in so much money, but they're not paying their actors hardly anything. Wow. Wow. And nobody ever talks about it because they're, they're scared to get blackballed, but I don't even give a shit anymore. Could that lead to another strike or anything? I think it actually needs to. Yeah. The problem is when actors don't strike and they just keep settling for the same contracts over and over, like a 1% increase, which is like, whoop-de-doo, mm-hmm. that's nothing. Mm-hmm. If you strike, which sucks for everybody because you end up losing lots of jobs, but what that does, though, is they finally mm-hmm. believe like, oh, yeah, these guys, they're, they're not fucking around. We need to go ahead and negotiate like a 10% increase or do something like that. So then everybody will get the pay they deserve instead of the production companies lining their pockets. Wow. Sorry, we got on a serious, serious. No, no. This is the one thing I love about one of the many things I love about Kyle is that he's, he speaks his mind and, and he's one of the nicest guys in the world. So thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Just, just trying, what, to stand, what, trying to stand, yeah, trying to stand up for the, for the little guys. Cause uh, yeah, it's not fair. Otherwise it's ridiculous. I but agree. Uh, I agree. yeah, anyway, uh, back. Get ready back. for the headline. Kyle Davis puts Netflix on blast. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and they would be like, "Who's Kyle Davis?" <laughs> Kyle Davis calls for SAG strike. <laughs> yeah, I know. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. Little yeah, Kevin tells. Sure, sure, sure everybody will it. love that. Hey, I guess I, my star meter will rise on my IMDb page or something. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Huh? Oh Lord. The last thing I want is bad publicity. But hey, I guess maybe yeah. that'll help my career out. Who knows? Yeah, it's almost um, like you have to wonder, like when you see people like getting bad press, suddenly they're like, oh, well, they're all over the news, so suddenly they're marketable half the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying anything bad anyway. I'm just saying what a lot of no. people won't say on on the air in in real life because they're scared of repercussions, which I don't think there's gonna be any repercussions for what I'm saying. But I don't a know. supporting character on screen, off screen, he's a real leader when it comes to the yes. actors. <laughs> I'm going to get, like, a Vote Pedro shirt and uh, wear that around now. <laughs> That'll be fantastic. Yeah, you'll be you'll be on all the picket signs for the next strike. So you guys <laughs> yeah, that, that that meme, they'll just put my little Kev face on the thing and be like, vote for the guy who loves popcorn. It would be perfect. So we've come up with some new People TV have your Friday the 13th tonight. ones that say, you, like, you like that bitch. You know you do. Okay. Yes. Oh, I forgot. When I was uh, How about a lick? doing, like, a... Yeah. <laughs> hey, dude, you got some good ideas, man. There we go. <laughs> so I was doing, uh, I was doing like some uh, signing at a comic book store here, and uh, I'm sure Jimmy knows it. Um, dark del- oh, delicacies. Oh, dark delicacies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That place is yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great <laughs> so place. So I was yeah. doing, a, I was doing like a signing of a of a film. I don't even remember which one it was, but a a lovely Friday the Thirteenth fan uh, came in, which I was like, oh, why is this guy here? He's like he only he basically just wanted me to sign a bunch of his stuff, which I was more than happy to do. But he made me a photo, and I have it hanging on my wall, and it's a picture of Jason, and uh, he photoshopped my head being cut off, and he has Jason grabbing my head, and it's just hanging there with blood dripping down from it. And he's like, "Hey, I made this for you." I was like, "Oh my God, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> cool." And then he's like, "Can you sign my Jason doll and these pictures and this?" I was like. Yeah, whatever gets you out of here faster, I'll sign whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, the horror but, uh, fans are pretty devoted, so if you, if you go on the convention thing, you'll see 
All sorts yeah, of stuff. No, I, I've been to uh, some conventions, but not like to, to do anything. But I just went there with some friends. And like I went to uh, the Comic-Con for Into the Storm and uh, saw some uh, crazy fans there. Yeah. They, they tend to follow you. They, I don't even know how they know that, that you'll be there if people even know me by my, my name. I'm always a guy. I even wrote on my IMDb page or my uh, Instagram. I say, oh, yeah, it's the, the guy who uh, looks familiar, but you don't know his name. But you know the lines of the movies that he's been in. So There you go. So if you guys want to uh, check out some of my stuff, oh, yeah. you can, uh, go, me and my buddy John Reap, the guy who won Last Comic Standing, we he he was in a movie called Harold and Kumar Escape Guantanamo Bay, and I uh, played this character named Ramus, which was a redneck farmer, weed farmer, who has a son in the basement uh, named Cyclops. And uh, so we do a thing because he's famous for that, and I'm famous for Little Kev. So we do a show on Facebook Live called Little Kevin Ramus Try Stuff, and we go live every couple of weeks and just try the most random shit. And uh, so we've been doing that and. Uh, getting quite a few people on there and uh so yeah that's fun so that's what we're doing oh, excellent well dude it's it's always a pleasure talking to you and it's like uh, i i really you know i'm excited to see what's up next with you and you know everything you're just it's always fun to watch i always like what you choose you know you're a good guy thank you i appreciate it guys hey i'm not from around here but i'm looking for my sister she's gone missing have you seen her jane missing She's dead. We need to get out of here. Come on, you guys. Oh, my God. This place is called Camp Crystal Lake. We're here to discuss the 2009 Platinum Dunes remake, reboot, retelling, reimagining, random sequel. This comes directed by Marcus Nispel, written by Damian Shannon, Mark Swift, shot by Daniel Pearl, that stars Derek Mears, Jared Padalecki, Daniel Pennebaker, Amanda Rigetti, Travis Van Rinkle, Aaron Yu, Juliana Gill, Ben Feldman, Ryan Hansen, Willa Ford, Kyle Davis, Nana Visitor, and Richard Berge. Wow. Here, yeah, it's got a cast. I mean, I was, you know, I normally try to shorten to important people, but there's a lot of notables there. Like, I was going through and I was like, oh, that, that's right. Nana Visitor, who was known for Kira on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, was Mrs. Voorhees in the opening of the movie. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's funny. This is this movie actually holds a special place, uh, just career wise for me, because as a big Friday the 13th fan, when this came out, every year we used to cover the Universal Halloween Horror Nights, and it was a year that was coming out. And we went to cover, and next thing I know, they had partnered me up with several of the cast members and Mark and, and Shannon, and we went on through all the... We spent the evening with them. It was me and my sister. We spent the evening with the cast. With I think Derek was there, I think. Arlen. Oh. A lot of these guys were there, and we had the best time. It was... Dude... It, that's that year of course they had the friday the 13th phase and we we're going through that maze with derek mears oh Come wow on. he was Come a on. mountain of a man he's a and the sweet he is he he is a absolute i just 
the kindest, sweetest guy. Nothing like the mean, intense guys he plays in film. He's he's just sweet. He's well, just got a big heart. It's funny. I it was I think I, 2008 or 2007. I was randomly. Uh, I was at the well, not randomly. I lived by there, but um, I was at the Highland Center, and I was going down an escalator, and he was behind me, and I I recognized him as because he was his, he was up and coming at the time. He had done like the Hills Have Eyes, mm-hmm. uh, one of those reboots and stuff, and his and you know I would seen his picture float around as this like being around the horror stuff, and and I saw him mm-hmm. stand, it saw his height, just saw what he looked like, I'm like man, now they're they're redoing Jason. He'd be really good, and then like. A day or two later, like Derek Mears, Jason Voorhees, I was like, "Oh shit!" I was just behind that guy, just in front of that dude on the escalator the other day. Wow! And I was like, "Holy crap!" Wow. He'd make a perfect one, and he will talk about it, but he, he kind of was. This the background. This remake, the one before this was Freddy versus Jason, and that that movie mm-hmm. kind of closes the book on the uh, original canon of like slasher movies. Like it was the one everybody wanted to see come to fruition, mm-hmm. and after this, like. A couple months later, Changing of the Guard would have the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake come along, mm-hmm. and almost and everybody but Chucky would have their canon wiped out pretty mm-hmm. much, and those were successful. So it was only a matter of time. You know, Freddy versus Jason two never got off the ground, and these these remakes reboots were picking up. Like every one of them was, they were making money, even the crappiest ones. Yeah. And that was the way to go. So eventually it was going to land on Friday the 13th. But, you know, in order to do it right, they had to get three studios to align due to yeah. you know, the rights issues that, you know, Warner Brothers, originally Friday the 13th was owned by Paramount. And so he started it up. And uh, after Jason Takes Manhattan, like we mentioned, Paramount was just kind of done with it. New Line, they owned Freddy Krueger and everybody wanted to do a Freddy versus Jason movie. So New Line made the deal where they got Jason and the events of the films, but could not hold the moniker of Friday the 13th. So that's why when you see the New Line films, there are Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, Freddy versus Jason. Then New Line get bought by Warner Brothers, and they're a subsidiary, but there's still agreements that have to go between the subsidiary and the ownership company. So there's three studios that had to align, and they do to agree to make Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. We get there. And then the problem with the remake is the first one's a murder mystery. That's kind of boring to remake, right? And you mm-hmm. want Jason. Yeah friend of the show scott Mendelson, always argues with a lot of these origin stories and reboots that don't do too well at the box office or don't end up being pretty good movies like why don't you give us the sequel first instead of leaving us off with it when the give us what we want first rather than trying to build it up and they do with this that's what they kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of ahead of its time with that but they're like you know what people want jason they want the hockey mask if they're going to friday mm-hmm. the 13th they don't want to see it end up being mrs Voorhees at the end and so what they did uh, that I think is smart is they decided we're not going to remake the first one. We're not just going to remake the second one. We're going to take the events of the first four films, which when they were doing the press junket was odd. They kept saying the first three films, but this one's heavily influenced by the fourth one. Oh, so much so. So much so. Right down to uh, uh, what's his name's character. Yeah, Padalecki um, looking for his sister yeah. and them going yeah. to that the guy the house. And they kept going, oh, it's a remake of one through three. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a, the fourth. Like, it's a... Huge influence. Well, the, there wasn't a barn in the fourth one, so... No, yeah. there wasn't. There wasn't a barn. Smartly. And then they said, hey, let's pay tribute to the, the Sackhead Jason, which has its fans, which I think is a creepy look. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Platinum Dunes gets put to make it, which... What, what's your opinion, Jimmy, of Platinum Dunes? I, You know what the funny thing is? is I, I know they get 
beat up on a lot. And I know that there's, I look, there's been a couple of their movies I really didn't like at all. But I have liked enough of their stuff. I, I you know what? I, I, I love the people involved. You know, it's like anything else. It's like anything, they have good stuff and they have stuff that doesn't work. But I don't know. I'm excited about what they have coming up. Believe they're involved with uh, Quiet Place. So yeah. that I'm hearing nothing but raves about. I, I just I think in a way they were finding that, you know, OK, these sequels are remakes. Sorry, are doing so well. Let's just keep making them. And unfortunately, not everyone's going to work. The Nightmare on Elm Street was terrible. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a, I'm. I'm friends with one of the guys in the cast and I, I've heard, you know, a lot of stories about it and I've done interviews. I've talked to, it didn't sound like it was a pleasant experience to work on. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that was platinum dunes. I, I don't know what the problem with that was. Might've been obviously partially, but I don't know. I, I, when they're good, they're good. And I, I happen to actually really enjoy this Friday the 13th. I mm-hmm. remember seeing it and feeling like, it had a few things that I was like, well, that's not really didn't feel like Friday the 13th, but ultimately it felt like a Jason movie, you know, and I was a fan. I'm a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think with Platinum Dunes, I they have made some garbage. I, I'll give that. Sure, but I, I kind of sure. liked what they were doing. They were, making, they were going and making slick, polished up versions of like the horror films of the 70s and 80s. But like kind of to me felt like of the OOs, they were kind of going for this next wave hammer studio Mm -hmm. and hammer has nothing but love and adoration for films that are essentially remakes and reboots of stuff that was done in the thirties, but slicked, polished, bigger production values. And that's essentially what platinum dunes was doing with like the slasher movies and stuff. Now, whether they understand things or not, it's that's up for debate, but I mean, they're essentially making their own versions of it, which like the Texas chainsaw massacre one completely forgot the cannibalism aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But as a horror thriller with, Leatherface. I didn't think it was that bad. No, I actually, I actually really like the, I like the Texas Chainsaw. I, I really like the Friday the Thirteenth. There's been a couple that I've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Not all, but there's definitely been a couple, yeah. a few that I've enjoyed. So, so this one, I mean, this is written by Shannon and Swift, who did Freddy versus Jason, and these guys. I mean, this one. And I've heard, I think, you know, like uh, like Ryan Turek stand up for it. And, you know, like, you know, this guy, this was made, you know, for fans. Like, and the mm-hmm. people that, like, a lot of people have turned against this movie. And I left it. I was kind of thought, like, I'm like, oh, you know what? The cool thing about this remake reboot is it kind of feels like you could just drop it in the middle of the series. And it just fit kind of fine. It's got, you know, it's mm-hmm. more modern. But it just kind of feels like a random weekend at Crystal Lake and Jason kills people, which yeah, is awesome. Well, that's- Here's the thing with Friday the 13th fans, and I think most of us have come to the realization that there is no such thing as real, really good consistency in these movies. And that's the, the fun with it. It's a joke. Mm. Yeah, it's just, it is what it is. It's just fun. It's just goofy good times. That's all it is. And it, it's not, I always call the Friday the 13th meat and potatoes of horror movies because they're all they are is TNA slash and 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 go you've got even even the ones that get a little like like jason goes to hell where they kind of get oh well let's have a whole alien thing it's still basically a slash and you know a slasher film with a lot of boobs if you're into that you'll enjoy it well like the first three movies didn't even feel like there was a plot it was just like well someone murders a bunch of people at a camp go like when the fourth one started it's like okay there's actually starting to write a story and after that they mostly did i mean the fourth one's the first time they really 
had a director and a production like they got a little little bit more paramount dollars but they had joe zito come in and he treated it like he was making you know a big hollywood movie he cared Mm -hmm. he he showed i mean it shows in like he's got a better cast it's a more believable like horror story and you know he brings savini back Mm -hmm. basically but you know those two were working together but he got savini excited to come back and you know i think you know you'd only see that a couple more times like mclaughlin coming on six he really cared about it but i don't even know like i'm, I'm weary on marcus nispel with this movie because you know it's not what he wanted to do but he kind of felt he needed to go back to his well and make a hit so i'm not sure where his mm-hmm. his head yeah. is during this film did you do the junkets and stuff for this one jimmy i did and i don't know if we spoke to marcus i don't believe i did i think i just talked to the actors now, i like how he so brings I... daniel pearl back uh to mm-hmm. shoot it oh hell yeah Hell yeah. And it looks it it's a little dark at times, but I think it looks pretty good. It's it's uh I you know, I just watched it again last night. I haven't watched this one probably a couple of years at least, if not more. Mm-hmm. And I I it holds up rather well. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those that just it it's again, it's it's a uh, a big part that you can probably think to uh Derek Mears is really great oh yeah that's what, that's what I was gonna say yeah 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 and and I didn't mind like they suddenly made him like the issue I think some people had with this is they made Jason like suddenly he's this sur- ultimate survivalist who's able to dig all these holes in the ground and make all these like you know but it also kind of makes sense in the earlier films how he could just walk and yeah suddenly he's there but then they, you know, he's he can shoot an arrow from a hundred yards away and still with get one the eye, in the fa- with one eye, you know. Right. But it's we never look at these films as well. There's no way if he punched that guy in the stomach, his fist would go through. And but you you just have to. I mean, they're silly. They're he fun. shoots him in the arrow through the eye with an arrow, but like in another movie, he has a harpoon gun and shoots directly into someone's eyes. That's yeah, that's allowed. But the other things not like yeah. I I didn't think audience, and I know one of the things about this movie is I know a lot of people love the first twenty. You know, I guess what fifteen minutes where because it does feel like just a little fright of the the, the two prologues right back to back. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's rad. It's rad, and it's it's probably some of the. There's actually some of the moments in this movie are some of the best in the series, in my opinion. Yeah, and you got a great cast. You've got you know you got I, Travis Van Winkle is really good. He's a great asshole. Oh yeah, he's one he's of the best. Really- like- instantly shoots up the charts like um upon seeing him which apparently is the little in joke is that he's playing the same character from the first transformers movie because he yes. was a dick oh. at the same beginning character of that. name yeah same character name too it's hilarious can, can we just shit on trent just just for a little bit just because uh, he's he, a dick I, yeah he he's is yeah Blonde Cruz. That's what I always call them. Blonde Cruz. You're literally like, here's, I was watching it last night and like this poor guy's like, my sister's missing. Oh, uh, are you going to, are you going to buy something? Like, who would do that? Who, yeah. would, who yeah. would go, hey, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Do you mind if we just really, we're on the, we're on the road. There's so many other ways he could handle it. You're just like, you're just an asshole. Oh I, uh, my God. He's an entitled piece of shit. That's why. Yeah. Well, I love that uh, every scene they shoot with them together, like Padalecki's like towering over him. Yeah. I've noticed yeah. that this time around. And uh, and it, I felt like he was the living embodiment of uh, the old, uh, the frat aliens from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. 
<laughs> if you remember them, them. Yeah. Like, my dad has a dealership. Yeah. <laughs> He's a highlight big time because. I mean, you laugh at him, you hate him, you cheer when he goes. Like, oh, it's... Yeah, and he's got a good death. His death he has one-liners that are just the stupidest things you could say. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, like the worst, worst possible. Yeah. And you could, and I loved. Uh, god, who was the? Uh, I'm I'm blanking on her name for some bizarre reason. The his girlfriend. Oh, Danielle uh, Panabaker's character. Dan- yeah, she. Her, the look she gives him is just like you're just Jenna. Like, oh my yeah, god, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's great. Well, I like in the in the early scene in the convenience store when she's like kind of like, "All right, buddy." And then she she notices what Clay is carrying in his hand, mm-hmm. the missing poster. Yeah. She's like, "Oh sh-, sh." And that's immediately where she turns on him for good. Yeah. Like she's like, "This is going to be a friend trip, dude. You're not getting yeah. any." Well, that's why I wondered like, are they dating or is he just think no that they're dating? he he invited a bunch of people that were probably more her friends than his than and try was trying to score with her for the weekend that that's makes, what I, that's that, what i get because he make he i look at him like how this guy is not friends with all the like he might i think he was friends with ryan hansen's character and maybe willa ford's and then he invited her and it's like who's your buddies and it was the two stoner dudes mm-hmm. and I that's how it fits guys. oh my god oh yeah I love- well I love half that. Well, I love Chewie. the 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 other guy. Um, there's times where I like him, but when he when he says that he he came up that weekend to start his label, I thought, "Fuck you, dude! What are you oh, doing?" Oh, dude, are you serious? I love that line. I, I... love that line because it's just. I love that he's just like playing with it because. Here's the thing. There's always the you know the the, the token black character in a slasher film who dies first, which this doesn't actually follow that. And I love. I I honestly love the line. Yeah, what are you going to say? I I, I make rap music just because I'm black. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I thought that I, was hilarious. I, I do like that, but I just hate that he's going up to this cabin to start his label. Like with what? Oh yeah, that is a good question. But that's not. <laughs> do you that's, want a laptop? Yeah. Well, hey, now people can do stuff on the. You know, they just open GarageBand. It's 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 a yeah. thing now, right? Maybe it was ahead of its time. Or maybe he's just, <laughs> yeah. he's trying to look impressive. He's not going to do shit, but he's just trying no. to sound impressive. Chewie, you mentioned, is Aaron Yu, who was also killed by Remake Freddy. He's been killed by Freddy and Jason. And we also have, in the early second prologue of the film, uh, Nick Minnell, who's also killed by Michael Myers in the Halloween uh, remake from Rob Zombie. So we got guys who have been wow. killed by multiple slashers here. Wow. It's funny how there are certain actors that you just, they just seem to fit in horror. I would, like, Morgan has to spell this film, you know, since he directed also the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I feel like he is playing with that fact at times in this movie mm-hmm. with the presence of all the pot because that was mm-hmm. a, a story point in the Texas Chainsaw remake. But he also, because we know he made that, because we know Platinum Dunes made that movie and they made this. They start, I felt like there was going to be, the first time I saw it, with uh, Richard Berge's cop, and then the when um, Jared Padalecki goes to that house with that woman, and she's like, leave that boy alone, stay away from that boy. Like, are they lulling us into feeling like some of the townspeople are in on this Jason thing? But it, And there, there's also a it shot. It seems like it. When they first get in the van, there's the same shot. You remember when the, uh, the girl shot herself through the head in Texas Chainsaw, and he pulls the camera back through the van? through her head. Oh yeah, of course. He does that again here when they're getting in the party party van or whatever. He pulls that same mm-hmm. shot. So I'm like, is he trying to lull us into this sense of like, oh, I know where this is going only for it to 
really not in any kind of convincing like trick way. There was some of the stuff because it felt like it was belonging in a Texas Chainsaw series rather than Friday the 13th a bit, but nothing ever nothing ever happens with the woman in town and the cop gets killed. Because when he shows up yeah. late to that house, I'm like, I wonder if he's going to like have something to do with this, but... Well, no. she, ha- you know, I was thinking the same thing as I was watching it last night, but then she <coughs> has a line where she's like, Paige just wants to be left alone. He- and maybe they're just kind of implying that, you know, this stuff happens in a small town. Right. They know it. Just just stay the hell out. And just a different way of going, anybody know the way it. to Crystal Lake? <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's it's one of those. And that's another thing I think people had issues with. It. It, the tone of this film is a little different from a Friday the 13th film because Friday the 13th films generally have kind of a poppy sort of right whatever yeah this one is a little more dirty a little more grim grim uh it's modern for its time yes Mm -hmm. i mean most a majority of the friday the 13th took place in the 80s and then we go with the 90s with the body swap and then to space then freddy versus jason which was early 2000s more scream influenced every one of these is very it's clear when they were made right for sure, for sure. It really angers me, though. Like, here we have ample opportunity. Both Freddy vs. Jason made money. This one made money. Why do we not have a 13th Friday the 13th film? It's been Come a mess. On. That's they, stupid. They got scared with the, the failure of Nightmare on Elm Street, and that, that was just a bad movie. Maybe. This one they didn't understand, like, because this one dominated the box office at the time. It was like 40 million opening weekend and then just died. But here's the yeah. thing. It was a Valentine's Day date movie. Those yeah. always will die, right? They make all their money in that weekend. That's and yeah. uh, that's becoming, I mean, that's even, like, nowadays, that's just normal. That yeah. is, most movies, not every movie is Black Panther. Most movies right. open really well, and then they just drop off. Uh-huh. I mean, well, know, and especially with, with a movie like this, like, it's going to be, a, like, everyone that really wants to see it is going to see it that first weekend. Because it's a, it's and, a date-based thing. Like, it's not only Friday the 13th, it was Valentine's Day the next day. Yeah. Bam! That's that's where it all comes. Everybody went and saw it. This isn't Star Wars fandom. You know, this is this is a, probably a smaller sect, and 40 million's huge. And, and yeah. uh, you There's don't need to... There's not going to be that much repeat business. Like, some people are going to see it multiple times, but, you know, like you said, it's not Star Wars. People... Most people that are big fans of it aren't going to see it multiple times. Like, I, like all right, that mm-hmm. was pretty good. Great. I'll, you know, watch it again when it comes out on um, on video. I mean, this cost $19 million. To me, that's about mm-hmm. $10 million more than you should have spent. But I for this one, because they what the goal of this is to be, hey, let's see what happens with Friday the 13th when we put a lot of money into it. And that's a, mm-hmm. an experiment. Well, we're done now. We don't need to see $20 million Jason movies anymore. Keep them low. Well, Keep you, them innovative. Keep them... I don't... I don't know if you guys are, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen this, but, and I, I think it's getting a DVD release, actually. There's a fan film called uh, Never Hike Alone. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it, yeah. It is, I highly recommend it. And it basically, this dude, uh, he's one of those extreme sports guys. He's running around, he's doing this thing, and he's filming this. He's saying, like, hey, this is what I do, guys. Thanks. Like, he's doing a video blog, and then the Jason character comes in and it's dude i mean it's honestly i would put it up with one of the best friends I've so seen. is it like a found footage style no, no. it is but it's not it okay it, it, it's much better than that because people uh, balked at a found footage style film and if people are gonna like this that's funny 
but <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it's a lot of it's the the fact that you have this guy named Drew Lady Lighty. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name correctly. Lighty, L E I G H T Y. Super talented dude. He's really good in the film. Uh, he and it's just him and Jason. I mean, there's other there's like three other actors and, and the surprise cameo for Friday the Thirteenth fans. If you haven't heard, just watch it. Uh, because it's awesome. It's not all found footage, if I remember correctly, in the sense that you see like aerial shots and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's it's a it's a mix of it because you see him filming himself. So it's not technically a found footage okay. movie. I don't think. I don't, I'm I'm like trying to. I'm having a brain fart right now. But again, it's <clears> just <throat> you get the right actor and you get you get a. There's the the thing that people forget with Friday the Thirteenth. Keep it simple. Yeah, that's what makes them good. Yeah. That's what's always made them good. Right, and that's that. Even you know, even when they get a little bit complex with this remake, they did mostly keep it simple. Right, it's Jason attacking people and killing people. We don't need to know much about him. It's perfect. You do what's been done before, in your own way with new deaths, and then add a little spin on just a tiniest spin on the mythology. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, like that's, all that's the way to move them forward. And right now, there was somebody was recently. There's been a someone come out that's with the Friday Thirteenth camp or was with the last one. You know, people think we can just make these out of nothing. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not the case. We understand the the legal troubles with all the studios and stuff like that. But when you had it with Paramount, and you guys couldn't just go with a movie about a guy in a hockey mask that kills kids at a camp. We're a little concerned. Yeah. yeah. Granted, trying to break new ground when you're the 13th installment, you know, you just uh, do what you've done before. Copy what you did before. That's yeah, yeah. That's yeah, just our do problem. Just a new, just a slight twist on it, and just, not even that much. This one, bit. but modern. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! Yeah. Or you make that retro 80s one. Like I think, like I would love to see, you know, like a, like someone like an Adam Wingard do a Friday the 13th set in the 80s. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Like the Lost yeah. Weekend or something. Well, or and, and just hear me out. Jason versus Jaws. They're both in the water. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah I, I I don't I'm not exactly sure. Um. Oh, you know I I'm not exactly sure, but you know you know. Well, you know it's you funny. Know it um, they were going to uh, like Tom McLaughlin. Uh, mm-hmm. after after six, they brought him in to talk about maybe doing seven, and they said they were they were really upset that they weren't getting the Freddy deal done, mm-hmm. and. He goes well. Uh, he's like, where? He's like, we're like, where do you want to go? Where should we go with this? And he's like, well, you guys want to mix properties, don't you guys own Cheech and Chong? And he's like, what? He's like, uh, you know, we've done you know six of these movies so far. Why don't Cheech and Chong and Jason together in a movie, but make a slasher with them in it, and other people are killed around them, and make it you know comedy. You know, what what more can you do? And they and uh, Frank Mancuso Jr. is like, huh? All right, get the <laughs> fuck out of my office. Like that was pretty. That was the extent of it, but it was pitched by Tom McLaughlin. God, it's like so basically what we want to do is make shitty Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. <laughs> Jason's not what here, man. Oh my God, it's like you know what? We don't need Cheech and Chong. There are plenty of stoners in this. In this movie. <laughs> they already did three. They already had the Tommy Chong lookalike in three. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Back to the remake here. Twenty-five minutes in before we get the opening title. It's like uh. Is it twenty-five? Twenty-five minutes. Like, Wow, because wow. I, I was thinking, I was thinking twenty, but I was like, maybe it's only fifteen, maybe. But it, it, God, it's such a hell of an opening. And there's, oh my god. Uh, and you know what's great is this movie, like, it's 
filled and littered with homages, references, stuff like that, but none of it feels like eye-winky or look at me, look at me. It's all just yeah. kind of naturally there, and the more you watch it, the more they unfold, and it's really fun that way. Yeah, like, like all the credits are you know, white text on a black screen. I, I think like every one of them, like in the old uh, movies, of course, it was all just text. It wasn't, you know, intercut with, with the footage, but right. still. Uh, the Derek Mears, too, like everybody, you know, like, oh, Kane Hodder's my favorite Jason, Kane Hodder's my favorite Jason. It's not Derek Mears' favorite. He's got the same favorite Jason I like as Ted White from the fourth one, and that's where mo- a lot of his mm-hmm. modeling it off. He says he's even told Kane Hodder to his face that Ted White's his favorite Jason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I um, think Kane told me that. I just did it. We just did a Facebook Live with Kane Hodder and uh, Adam Green for a Victor for, Crowley. Oh, yeah. I feel was, like you mentioned that. He probably said it right to him before they fought in Hatchet 3. That was probably what, <laughs> what he said to get him going. But no, Ted White, because, I mean, Jason ran back in the old ones. And yeah. and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, one of the things, too, there's a lot of complaints that the fans have with this one is uh, the keeping of Whitney below in Jason's mm-hmm. lair thing, which they're like, Jason wouldn't take a hostage or, you know, he doesn't collect anything. I'm like, I, 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 I well, think back, I'm like, what, what was the sh- what was the shack at the end of part two? Yes, it's part two. It's, yeah. She's basically Amy Steele. Well, if Amy she, Steele she, didn't she, swipe she, at him, what was he going to do with her? He was going to keep her there. Exactly. And she reminded him of his mother. Like, that's why, yeah. like, I'm like, what did you people forget? Like, you super fans that complain about, like, did you forget about that? And and yeah. ja- and Jason having the tunnels. Uh, the writers were for they, they were told he's not popping up here and there. You need to explain how he gets there. And they're like, well, it'd be funny if he had this underground tunnel system. And I mean, if that's his life, he doesn't leave the forest. He doesn't do that. Like he might have. I mean, he's by well, a camp with cabins and wood supply and stuff like that. So yeah. and no one said that he dug those tunnels. I mean, those to, to me those look like old mine shafts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's what they look like. And uh, uh, Whitney, who's being held captive, isn't she like sitting next to like a giant fan? Like, there's yeah. no way Jason dug a huge hole in the ground and you know pulled that down there. It's clearly from a pre-existing structure. It has no, to be. he's he's very talented. If you get uh, a little warm down here, Whitney, just flip this switch over here, and the fan will. <laughs> yeah, just uh, you'll be fine. It makes for sure, some exciting yeah. chasing in this movie. Yeah, granted, there is some there is some bad, I think, post-production editing where there's a couple moments where you're like, I can't see what the fuck's going on here. It's dark and shaky. Mm-hmm. And, but, the, you know, those are actually, when you go looking for it, it's, not, it's pretty minimum. I mean, it's there. I'll give that, but it's not all over the place. But I've yeah. seen other horror movies from this era that were a lot more difficult to mm-hmm. see. This is totally fine. And they also give mm-hmm. a, a motivation to Jason where they were kind of like wanting to dip into first blood. The original Rambo movie with, you know, mm-hmm. how he reacted to people where he was in the woods and felt like people were invading him and stuff. And they wanted to throw that kind of motivation onto Jason mm-hmm. to give him stuff. And I mean, these aren't bad things to pull from. I mean, First Blood's a terrific movie. Um, mm-hmm. Well, if it's territorial, it makes a little more sense yeah. than like, well, my mom was upset. So she told me to kill like none of these people are, are, are counselors. They have nothing to do with the camp. They're just on his territory. Yeah. And he lures yeah, them in with is, a pot farm. Yeah, which yeah. is why I think you have a, you have a, a good point. It's like, this almost could go in the middle of the series somewhere. Yeah. You know, timeline wise, if, if it wasn't so modern, you would be like, uh, yeah, story wise, it feels right. It feels right at home in there. 
Yeah, and it's fun. And, and with the how loose the continuity is, the fact that he goes back to the sack and gets another mask, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really don't. It's Friday the 13th, people. I mean... Yeah, yeah, I feel I, I just feel like when you take a movie like this or any of the Nightmare on Elm Streets or, or Friday the 13th, I, I think you kind of have to realize, yes, it's not going to be fine art. It's not going to change your world. It's if you like these kinds of movies, if you have fun, and I love slasher movies, mm-hmm. they're fun to me. They're they're escape. That's all they are. And that's the beauty of them. And and of the the remake phase, this was one of the least offensive, enjoyable ones that felt Mm -hmm. very close to what came before uh, while doing Mm -hmm. something new. Like, it's... For sure. Yeah, some of the others felt like a cash grab. And, I mean, they certainly didn't make this money just for kicks. You know, they want to make a profit off of it. But it didn't feel hollow no, way, you know? no, you're either no. you're gonna go in a couple directions. I'm Friday the Thirteenth locked out. There's the cash grab, like Colin said, where it's just this hollow remake, or you give it to like a real artist and you get a really divisive opinion, like the Rob Zombie Halloween. Because I mean, you can't mm-hmm. argue that that's not a one of the most stylistic and you know has a big stamp, but it's also it all it was also polarizing to a lot of people. So Jason's like right there. It's not safe, but it's friendly and to fans of the series would be like oh okay well here's another one as opposed to the other two directions you can go i i don't understand i mean it's right there with like my bloody valentine 3d like those were Mm -hmm. fun inoffensive Mm -hmm. respectful remakes especially like the hardcore crowd which i can't believe does have people rejecting it but this one's only going to be rejected till we finally get another one and then people will look back and it's okay it's always cool to hate the newest one you always got to yeah, hate yeah, the one yeah. that's right now. And then when the next one comes out, well, that one sucks. The other one, you guys didn't like the remake? Like, like Joe Bob, you, you hated the remake. Well, no, I didn't. I don't like the new one. It's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I just, I feel like people kind of get a little bit too, um, we're, we, we've gotten to a point where we, we decide very early on we're going to absolutely hate a movie. Whether right. we, we hear one, like, oh, if it's a superhero movie, the suit is maybe a different color, shade of black. Uh, well, it's clearly going to be terrible. It's going to be the worst movie ever made. It's going to suck, and it's going to completely ruin my childhood and and uh, and kill all my family. Yep, it's- all those old movies disappear. They were never good to begin with. It's all over. Mm-hmm. This one guy who saw an early screening tweeted that he hated it, and uh, apparently him and I have the same opinions on everything ever. So it's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. There's yeah. nothing we I mean, can do. Yeah, this is a movie full of treats, stuff you like. One of the best Jasons. It's got surprises. Like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Danielle Panabaker dying towards the end. I was like, holy shit. It's still surprising yeah. now. Like, Spoiler and she, alert. Spoiler and alert. She wasn't, she wasn't even a bad person. No, she just awesome. went on a and trip we, and she rejected the douchebag. Yes. She did she, everything. She, I, just, I don't know if she, she did everything right, but I think she did everything reasonably right. What's her crime? Going with the drifter? Horror? Like, yeah. <laughs> everything she did was you, you understood because she was concerned about the guy. And, and, and that was a ballsy move. That was a ballsy move killing her. Yeah. She, she wasn't even mean to anyone. She was nice no. to everyone in the movie. No, she she was the ultimate like final. Yeah, girl. you're like she's the final she girl, really and was. it ends up being Whitney, and we get it's it's really it's a really weird dynamic because Whitney is with us early on and feels just like the side. They don't do that, but she kind of feels like the side person that went to go screw in another area. 
mm-hmm. the people yeah. that stayed back are the screwing people, and she's got the story. But then she's underground, and it's her brother and and uh, Jenna, and then they go to escape, and Jenna gets killed, and then Clay gets knocked out, and we're left with Whitney. And okay, we just we haven't been with you much, but like we care. <laughs> Someone's been looking for you the yeah. whole movie, but it's mm-hmm. kind of a weird and interesting, kind of a bold choice to go back mm-hmm. to a character from the 25 minute prologue. Uh, that... For sure. And, and you don't sure. know that she is alive, really, until you see her in, you know, Jason's underground lair, whatever yeah. you want to call it. No, because... you don't. You don't. You just assume she's dead. Cause they twi- right, because... Yeah, because the sister was in Friday the 13th Part 4, and mm-hmm. they twist yeah. the Amy Steele and her together. They twist the, you know, the guy searching for his sister ends up having the same kind of qualities as Amy Steele did in the second one, which is where the girl that he's looking for in the fourth one came from. It's, yeah, it's fandom stuff, yeah. sorry. But it's neat. <laughs> When you yeah. think about it, you don't see her die, and it's what makes it even better is that you know they they cut before Jason makes contact with her, and they did the same thing with Wade, the first person to die in the movie. I mean, yeah. later you you see his body, so it's like okay, so this they ended up setting precedent, you know, with that. What did you guys think of the Jason kill, the ending Jason? I kind of got it. I was. Mm-hmm. It's always weird to kill Jason because it's kind of futile because you know he'll just be back. And it, it was. It was a cool way. Again, it was very a little bit of a throwback to part three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with chain around the neck. I. I, I yeah, I worked for me. I, I thought it was cool. And I liked. I liked that it was how the interaction between her and him. And I. I yeah, it was cool. I know, you know, I like the little, I like the little, like the, she had the little necklace with, or the little locket with mm-hmm. their, or their mom's picture and the little deformed Jason baby in the other picture. I love that. I, this, this dude has mommy issues, by the way. I don't know. Yeah. If you guys yeah. that. Seriously, wow. I didn't notice yeah. it till this twelfth film. But now that you yeah, mentioned it, I know. Seriously, what did you guys think? Are you were you cool with it? Yeah, I'm sold. Uh, it's they obviously you know wanted to make more films because they didn't do anything like horrible to him. They I mean they stabbed no, something no. through him and then le- they didn't quite put his head all the way into the wood chipper. They just let it yeah. dangle on his head. The death scene feels like it goes on for a while. Like not in a bad way. It's just right. like like man, how much are they gonna put each you know each other through because they for what sure. they. They try to hang Jason, and that's not enough. So then, like, they choke him with the chain, and and then and the, and then oh wait, that's not enough. We got to th- run a machete through him. <laughs> you know, tried to kill him three different ways. It, it, it's interesting. I, I remember people complaining about the kills that they weren't bloody enough, but they they weren't gory enough. Right. I was watching it last night, but I was watching the killer cut, you know, the one that they, I guess they extended cut or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. They hold up pretty, yeah. the, the kills were better than I remembered them being. I guess you right. could put it that way. Speaking of, let's get into our little award session things we liked here. Actually, a friend of mine, he went to camp around here. Oh, he went to camp around here. He said the cops came, they were looking for that Jason guy. I mean, you know what? Don't believe me. Nobody does. Don't believe me. But I'm pretty sure the way the story goes, uh-huh. the place is called Camp Crystal Lake. Do you know how many lakes are probably called Crystal Lake? It's, like, it's Crystal Geyser, Crystal Water. Go to a supermarket. Every single bottle of water is, is Crystal something. Aquafina. The, okay, fine. Okay. The story could have happened anywhere, dude. It's That's how they get little kids to shit themselves. Speaking of the kills, what was your favorite kill? Let's see. Uh, my favorite kill was with... Chelsea, that was my favorite kill because that was uh, that was drawn out a bit 
Oh yeah, that's mine too. How was it? Oh, I I love the the docks. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's really oh, simple. Yeah. It's really creepy, and I just love how it's just sudden. And then I, how well, he pulls what? the sword out of her head, like the actual Earth sword, machete. Yeah, the, sword. Yeah, the actual kill is sudden, but the but there's actual buildup. Yeah, too, yeah, is, yeah. It's crazy because yeah. she gets, you know, she gets hit by a boat in the head, and that would have been you know enough. Like, oh, she gets hit in the head, and her skull splits open. That could have been a kill. Like, no. She gets hit in the head and she turns around and, oh, there's a murderer on, you know, the shore, you know, waiting for me. And somehow she manages to get away and, you know, she's hiding, you know, and she's, I don't know if she could be more vulnerable. She, she's only wearing like the bottom half of a, yeah. of a bikini mm-hmm. and in the water, you know, I don't know how much she can't even stand, you know, I don't know how much more vulnerable she could be. They were originally going to have her. They they wanted. They just said it wasn't going to work cinematically ultimately. But they wanted to have her Jason just walk to the end of the dock and her standing out in the water and just waiting it out until she ran out of energy and drowned because she couldn't keep staying afloat with the water. So it was just like he he stared her down to death is what they thought would be cool, but they couldn't figure a way to show it cool. So they went with this one, which ultimately is my favorite kill from it. You know what I liked it? I, I liked that kill, but I I liked it for a specific reason. There's two, there's sets of kills in this movie, that, which I, I actually kind of dig, because there's there's the, the dude from, um, what is that show, Cloud Nine, Ben, ben Phil- oh, from, from Mad Men and Superstore. Super yeah, Superstore. Yeah. So they have his, him, you know, him going to save his girl, and she's like being cooked, like in a sleeping bag, which is mm-hmm. super gross. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that, so that one two punch of those two being killed mm-hmm. is awesome. And then you have what you guys were talking about with the, the arrow in the head, and then it leads to her just like in the water, just like, and that image of him just standing there is really terrifying. Really creepy. Yeah, there's really? a there's an enormous person with a bow and arrow standing on the the shore, and you don't mm-hmm. you don't know what the hell's happened because she didn't see her boyfriend, you know, have an arrow through his head. No, no, she didn't see that at all. As far as she knows, the he's just screwing around, right? You know, putting the yeah. boat too close to her. And there's there's a cool detail. Uh, you were talking about the the sleeping bag and the bear trap. When she falls out of the sleeping bag and lands, I noticed this time there was smoke like coming out of her mouth. Uh-huh. That I thought yeah. was cool when she yeah. landed. And the the uh, did you notice that like because she was naked obviously. Yeah. Like parts of the the actual sleeping bag seemed to have burned onto her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that's a gr- it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I wonder. I just now thought of this. You know that baby oil she was basting herself. Oh with? gosh, yeah. Oh, that's right? true. You know, yeah. over the fire, man. Oh yeah. Because I. I, I, I are we realizing this movie is way better than even we remember? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Because I, when I was watching it this time, I just thought, who brings baby oil when they go, I've been camping a few times. I never thought, you know what we need to do, gang? A bottle of baby oil just, just for rubbing. Why would anyone do that? Because they were planning on banging the whole time. That's why. Yeah, I don't think they yeah, brought that all, for camping. I guess. It was all but... about banging gonna be banging bring gatorade and peanuts you know for for energy and hydration you know well and vaseline i guess <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking about when um when whitney just comes coming up on that scene where one of her friends has you know been charred to death and then her other friend is screaming in a bear trap holy hell 
What yeah. a horrific scene to come across. Like oh, that, that is. Yeah, a- that, I love that scene. I love that scene, and it's that whole. You know, the whole first 20, 25 minutes of this movie are out some of the best you've ever seen in a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Sister Christian exists in the Friday the Thirteenth uh, universe. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. I know we've been praising a lot of kills. What's the weakest kill? I had Mike, uh, Whitney's boyfriend, because they're in that house, and he just kind of gets pulled down into the floor. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really see what was. Well, oh, he keeps getting stabbed in the hand. He gets yeah. like, cuts his hand open. He cuts his leg open. I, it's still pretty brutal. I, yeah. I wouldn't put this as the weakest. Okay. I think the weakest would be uh, maybe the cop because it's you don't really. He see gets anything. an eye through the door. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. I guess so. Which Richard Berge, who was hired ten hours before they shot. Really? Which wow. is funny. And he's and he's not a nobody. Like it's not like right. you know, oh okay, I'll do it. I mean Richard Briggy, I mean, he was their original pick pick to be Jack Bauer in twenty four. It's just the studio wanted wow. someone more named because he worked on the same with the same people on um, the Sentinel, that show that didn't run long. He ended up being on twenty four, but you know, he was they wanted him to be Jack Bauer, but it didn't pan out the studio. But I mean he's someone big in T V and stuff. It's not like especially if they're in Austin, I mean <laughs> He probably got hired and flown within hours. But... Um, I think uh, the weakest kill was... Wade <laughs> gets killed off screen, so that's kind of... Right, that, that's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was the one. Like, it was it was scary. The aftermath's know. cool, but we didn't get to see. Yeah, I mean, it was scary that he's just in there. He's like, all right, awesome. I found the weed. And then he turns around like Jason. Like, that is a scary thing. This is enormous force coming at you. So, uh, biggest douchebag. I think that one uh, well, speaks that, for yeah. itself in this movie. Easy, easy. I think I don't think there is n- any bigger douchebag in this series. So, uh, friend zone. Who would you want to be friends with of the the council or the counselors? There are none. They skip that stuff. Uh, the kids in the movie. I, uh, I, I'm gonna say Chewy is my favorite because yeah. he he's fun. He he brings weed, which is always a huge bonus for me. Uh, uh, Aside from like the hippies, in what was it in three or whatever? I don't remember yeah. who was. Yeah, like they're insufferable. But most of the time, when someone brings the weed in these movies, they're pretty. They're, they're a lot of fun. Uh, he doesn't like. Like he hates Trent maybe more than anyone else, and that's another big, big bonus for me. Right? How could anyone tolerate that guy? Yeah, and I, I love when he's talking to his friends, uh, the um, Lawrence. And they open up the bong, and he says to him, like, like, you know, he's acting like, you know, he he cheated on the bong. He's like, I saw you with a bowl, a bowl. I was, I just, I just love that. So definitely chewy for me. I had, I had Jenna because I was like, well, she's not an asshole. She seems like a nice person to hang out with. Mm-hmm. I was almost there with Bree. But the, the whole Trent thing with her loses. She becomes like a lunatic. Like, something in that mm-hmm. Trent guy makes people go crazy. Up to that point, it would have been her, but she loses it. Well, I, I, I think Chewie and, and uh, What's-His-Face would be a lot of fun to hang out with. Yeah. Like, uh, but maybe Jason. I want to hang out with <laughs> Jason. Jason? All right. I love Jason. I, uh, I, no, I, I would go He knows with the territory. I, I, yeah, he knows the territory. <laughs> to be fair, if it looks like his family, he's pretty loyal. Okay. You know, he did keep Whitney alive, so, you know. I seem to kind of care about her a little bit. But by default, we'd all hang with uh, Donnie the pot farmer, right? Yes, by default. <laughs> for sure. A uh, crush. Who'd you have a crush on in this one? Can we just keep going with Jenna? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I didn't say Jenna. I say like, I want to say Jason. Well, he's he'll hold you in his arms, you know. That, yeah, that's, f- feeling protected is nice. Like I want to say Bree because she is uh, smoking hot, and you, you know what? They don't hire unattractive people in these movies. <laughs> Generally, they don't. No. Yeah, so I, I want to say that, but she she wants to have sex with Trent, and oh boy, there's nothing worse than that. Who would want to touch? That piece of human excrement. So I say uh, Chelsea, because uh, I don't know. She's pretty. She's nice, and she hates Trent. And those are three big things for me. She just wants Fair to be enough. bad. Yeah, I have. I also have Chelsea as well. So that's Cullen and I agreeing again. <laughs> there you go. Big disappointment. Now this one like kills everybody. So it's kind of hard. This is supposed to be the person that like you know didn't get killed or didn't get killed well enough. And I don't know if we can throw that in this movie everybody gets it pretty good yeah they they get it pretty good i, I in fact they get a couple of people that you're like why did you kill them um mm-hmm. I, yeah that's that's a, that's a hard I one this, I, it feels I don't like think it's gonna work for gets, this movie yeah like no well, well, i'll say that the first time i saw this uh i was disappointed that trent wasn't murdered uh, more brutally i mean and, and as brutal as it is like you know he gets a machete run through him and then he's shoved through a spike on the back and dragged and dragged (laughs) and dragged yeah it's pretty brutal and even that wasn't enough for me it's like why we still mostly intact like cut his arms off or shred him like it was just it just wasn't still enough like i'm glad he's dead obviously he's pretty hated it would have been nice to see him suffer a lot even more than he does yeah and he and he does he clearly does but it's just still not enough for me yeah, I I think I I agree with you on that because I I feel like I said I watched it watched it again recently when I first saw it, I was more disappointed for some reason last night I, I felt it seemed a little bit more brutal somewhere on the on the line that may be my disappointment that he doesn't get it worse but he does technically get it pretty bad though technically 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 speaking Tag. funniest line or moment and cullen you already said mine the i like the the bull like a bull <laughs> uh, uh but I, you know who doesn't love the trent scream when Bree's body lands oh yeah on the car <laughs> oh oh yeah oh yeah that's beautiful and this this movie has tons of lines the 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 bull line that i mentioned that was a that was a contender but I have to go back to my, my true love, my favorite line. <laughs> I don't know if it's in the entire series, but certainly in this movie uh, with Donnie when, um, <laughs> when when Clay comes up to him for the first time in the barn, sneaks up. Oh, I shouldn't say sneaks up on him, but he comes up to him. He's got the, the wood chipper blowing away, and then he whips around and throws his fist up. It's like, like, you came that close to hitting the button, the, the go button on the whoop-ass machine. Like, Oh my uh, god. I love that line so much. I'm so happy I got to speak to the person who said that line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I I actually I I really love Kyle in this movie and it it's not just cuz I really like him as a person in general, but he's really he's really good and he's he's one of the most fun characters and I, I actually wish there had been more of him in it to be honest. You well, know? if this had been but, made in the 80s, he would have randomly shown up unkilled before the third act save for 2 seconds for Jason finally did away with him, you know? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. You'd find it weird though that like the old lady seemed to be very aware of Jason, yet this dude who lives in this town didn't get it. I guess maybe he's too stoned. But, you know, 
Oh, yeah, he just like, didn't care. I don't know. Yo, he didn't care. It didn't, that that was one issue I had, and but it, it would have. They do it so much right that it didn't really bother me. But like, mm-hmm. they do hint, and we've talked about this. They hint that there's he's out there, and they never really like aren't really clear as to like how. And I, you know, again, we're repeating ourselves. But that was probably a little bit of a disappointment for me as well. Do you think Kyle's character? is a throwback or a little nod to Ethel and her son from the fifth one. A little bit, yeah. They get sure. my stew. There's <laughs> other stuff that's actually, that's why they when they say it's the first four, I'm like, no, there's stuff from part five in there too. There's mm-hmm. a little, I feel like it's the first five, but pretty much almost everything up until part six, I think think there's a little, definitely mostly with the first four, but I, I feel like there's a little, a couple of nods to the fifth one. I think I feel it, especially like language wise, because the fifth one is where they, you know, in the first four, they don't have fuck you, mother, you know, they, yeah. it's not as that that movie that and this one, this one yeah, there's a lot of swearing. I mean, they say fuck quite a bit in this movie. So I, I don't know. I, I, I maybe that's just the way it is now. You know, when it was made in two thousand nine, but I, I don't know. It did to me. It, it had elements of two of the part five, which. I also think it's underrated, to be honest. For a myriad of reasons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for a myriad of reasons. It's not the best, not even close, but it's, it's got damn more- entertaining, I will tell it, you that. It, it has one of the best musical uh, performances. Yes, the Shitbox Serenade. Oh, Ooh, baby, 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 baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, You're going to get it, bitch. <laughs> oh, You'll feel better after you shit. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That the is, shit box is, is gross. Priceless. Oh yeah. my god, God, I love these movies. Mm-hmm. Every single <laughs> one, of them. every single one. They are they're as as bad as they get. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I've seen a couple of recent slashers. I've been kind of going back and watching movies I grew up on, like on, uh, in the video store days. And these movies hold up really well for me. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it's nostalgia. I'm sure it's just because I grew up on them. Partially, because I, I don't think any of us are going to say, yeah, they're Friday the 13th, part four, or part three or part six are great cinema. They're just fun popcorn movies. And I, I, I think that's why they still have such a I mean, you know, they're still fans of these movies and they I think there always will be. I'm hoping that's why I just blows me away. We haven't seen a 13th. Yeah, that's just dumb. It's it's crazy. It got it got to being thirteen, and we just can't get it. The cursed number of thirteen, and the fact that it's like, oh, 13, 13, Come on. We need. I maybe we need to write one. I mean, I'm like, I, I just, I, I, we, I need this movie. I need a Friday the Thirteenth Part Thirteen. I need it. We need Jason it. Jason versus Jaws. Oh, <laughs> on Blood Beach. Yes. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway there. So I, I would right? say, I would right? say overall, we all really enjoy this movie. We've heard yeah. your complaints. We don't agree to a degree, or they don't bother us much at all. I guess mm-hmm. when it comes yeah. to the, the doubters of this We've movie. We've heard your opinions, and you're wrong. <laughs> He's got to get going. You got flyers to pass out, right? Yeah. Look, if you're hungry, we. Okay. Look, Clay. Obviously, she's just trying to be nice, but you can't stay here. No offense, but this is a private party. I don't know you. No, you don't know me. That's so funny. I just said that, like two seconds ago, that I don't know you. I would probably leave soon before I get pissed off and 
Yeah. Yeah. What happens then? The next time we'll all be getting together and talking about a Friday the 13th movie will be in a few months, July 13th. Friday, July oh, wow. 13th. Yes, the next Friday the 13th. And we'll be discussing ah Friday the 13th, part three in 3D. So we go from, from Donnie to Shelly giving Jason the mask. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. think about that. That's crazy. Look at and that. We'll yeah. still have a big red barn, folks. We will. So I uh, want to thank you for uh, listening in to another Friday the 13th episode. I hope you all uh, enjoy these. I have a blast every time. I wish there was a Friday the 13th every month oh, of the God, year. Yes, We'd have. Too. Oh, me my too. gosh. I want to thank Jimmy for coming on again. Mm-hmm. Of course. Thank and you for inviting me. Kyle Davis from coming on. Uh, what do you got going on right now? I A lot of stuff. Uh, hopefully we'll have some news for Sick for Toys soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited about it. So I've, I've seen it. It's pretty fantastic. I can't wait for you guys to watch it. Uh, of course, JoeBlow.com arrowinthehead.com you can hopefully uh, me and Jason Coleman will be doing something together with Flicks for Fans. Of course, you can find me on Twitter complaining and, and you can get mad at me for complaining about politics and let's see what else uh facebook you know all the uh, everywhere you can find me everywhere i'm i'm everywhere <laughs> we will have our next episode is going to be coming up not this next monday but the monday after so you had two episodes this week and they can last you all through the next week and uh, we'll see you then thank you for listening to cult cinema cavalcade part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. And, uh, well, it's funny is like, um, oh, I lost my thought. Never mind. Continue. That is funny. Oh, yeah, that's funny. That's, that's great. I'll come back around to it and you guys will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, the time has the time passed. Let's move on. <laughs>